This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Dune. Life is spice. Good night, Dune. But there's no stupid whispering in this movie, so it's going to be a lot better. <laughs> spice. Yeah, a little bit. Spice. But yeah, not to an annoying degree. <laughs> Spoiler, yes. this this movie does not end with uh, Alicia Witt going, Use the Kwisatz Haderach! <laughs> it it sounds like a character be. from like a Jim Henson movie or yeah. something, right? Yeah, Skeksis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just picturing that, like the hood and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use <laughs> the Kwisatz Haderach! Like, Use the Kwisatz <laughs> All right, well, to be clear, we're talking about Dune, the one that came out this year, 2021, just a few weeks ago, directed by Denis Villeneuve, something like that. Uh, uh, also I the believe, founder of Denny's. I, I believe it's pronounced <laughs> Villeneuve. Sure. Uh, writers, John Spatz? Spites? What the frick? <laughs> Those letters don't go together that way. Spates. Um, also Denis Villeneuve. Ace Spates. And Eric Roth, uh, starring Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet? I don't know how you say Chalamet, right? Chalamet. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. I think it's Chalamet. Yeah, Chalamet. Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya, Zendaya, Oscar Isaac, Stellan Skarsgård, Josh Brolin, uh, Javier Bardem, Dave Bautista. There's a bunch of people in this thing. Yeah, also, mm-hmm. also common mispronunciation. Zendaya is actually how it's. I said it, I said it's Zendaya forever too, but it's Zendaya. Yeah, if she wants to change my mind, she can correct me. <laughs> um, if I'm mispronouncing her name, let her walk through the door right now. <laughs> uh, and it looks like uh, Alice Cooper is in this movie, uh, but that's not. It's a lady <laughs> called. <laughs> Sorry, Saud Fares. I like that. that was, that's bad. <laughs> Oh, I'll never see this movie the same again. Scott, damn it. <laughs> He's going to talk about Millie Wake. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember her, but okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we're going to do a little different. This is It's been a while since we reviewed a new movie that just came out. So first of all, spoiler alert, where you're going to talk about everything in this movie. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen it. Go to the theaters, go get on HBO Max, uh, however you can get it. I don't know how much longer it'll be on HBO Max before it disappears for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so go and do that. Yes, come back. Watch it. Um, watch it on your phone to totally own Villeneuve. <laughs> this will teach him. Yeah. And we're not going to do our traditional, uh, just, you know, name seven items. We're just going to kind of discuss it's, the movie. It's tradition. Um and we'll give it a rating, I guess, but it, you know, it may change over time since we've just seen it. Uh, but yeah, so what did you guys think? I guess I'll just really quickly, as the I hated, 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 hated the first one. Um, I really, 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 really enjoyed this one. So 
Take that, mm-hmm. David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> go go back to your surf reports. Yeah. And I will say, I mean, I guess he had to tell the whole story in one movie where they got to do it in at least two movies here. Yeah, but and he didn't have the budget. <laughs> yeah, or the special effect capabilities and stuff yeah. like that. But still. So what did you guys think? Now, you guys kind of like the first one, so or the original. So what do you guys, from no, right up there, what do you guys I, think? I remember also giving, I think I gave it a two. Uh, I'm not a fan of David Lynch one. Uh, oh, okay. I, I am a, a big fan of the books. I read them as a as a kid. Um, I've read them several times. It's been many years. Uh, but yeah, I, I did mm-hmm. love the source material. Uh, in between, there was also a, a miniseries on Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, um, I saw that one too. Which uh, they actually get into the other books in that one, but I won't talk too much about that. A little uh, bit. But uh, I I enjoyed it, um, you know. I, I'm not a diehard. Uh, what's what's the the term I'm going here for? Uh, a dunanite. Dunanite. Uh, a dunehead. Yeah. Duner. It didn't. It didn't <laughs> he's a duner. Duner. Oh no, yeah. he's a bunker. If you're a huge dune fan, you're a bunker. A dooney. A dooney. <laughs> Scott, you dooney. Yeah. Yeah, like so, I wasn't I wasn't too worried uh, about how faithful this this was to the books. Um, I I was a little uh, disappointed. It's not the right word, but I but I am curious about how they're gonna resolve certain things after having seen this first one without spoiling things for you guys, even because um, the the Dave Lynch certainly didn't cover certain ground either. Uh, but uh, long long story short, I I did enjoy it. Um, I didn't like wow me, um, uh, but but I think this is this is kind of still top level sci-fi. Yes. Yeah, I mean, this is my favorite sci-fi movie I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you which one I've like. I mean, I don't know what have we done recently that wasn't a Star War or Sunshine Marvel. <laughs> yeah, Sunshine. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah anyway um i will say i've already seen it twice and that was part on that i really liked it and part so that's one thing i want to get into right away is when we watched the first one i had no idea what was going on um i think i mentioned in that review that you know there's too many proper nouns names so i'm trades and Hufflepuff and all that stuff going on. I didn't. <laughs> there, there are a lot of Idaho. weird names floating around in this. In the, yeah, in the, yeah, in the movie even. Yeah. And the, the guy talking at the very beginning, which oh. I don't. That's one question I'm going to ask. Like relating who to who and going back and forth. You guys may or may not know, but this one I felt it was more clear. But it's still at the beginning. I was still a little lost. Like I think I know what's going on, and by the end of the movie, I had a handle on who everybody was. So I wanted to rewatch the beginning part to make sure I really did understand it. And I did. Okay, now I officially know, like, okay, why... Um, and I say I know everything, but <laughs> Archimedes, what Atreides, why they were given, uh, you know, do, over to Dune and all that stuff. Like, the whole process. It made a little more sense to me the second time. And then I just like, oh, I'm just going to watch the whole thing because I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, so they, to they, me, it made more sense to me. They, they, well, they... I, I mean, 
how much more awful could it be than to have a floating head? Uh, poor, poor Virginia Madsen <laughs> yeah, and David Lynch just <laughs> spitting out like lines and lines of exposition. This was a lot briefer. Um, yeah, it was a little harder to kind of track the different things here. Um, they, they definitely streamlined some things here from the book. Um, I forget it, if they really set this up in the David Lynch movie, but um, it's not the Harkonnens that are leaving uh, Arrakis, Dune, um, in the beginning of the, of the book. Um, it's it's a whole different house, um, but it, but it all Stark. but it all boils down to the same thing. So I, I can see like why they did that. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and, and you already it's, said yeah, it, make, uh, it. It's like I can I, I can understand. Yeah, you're, and you set up the the Harkonnens as as you know bad guys right off the bat. Um, so I, I think in the books it's a little more nuanced to like why the emperor, the empire, or the imperial court, whatever. Um, wants to take out the the Atreides as well. Um, well. Let me ask you that, Jeff. Like, did you did you understand that? Well, so that's the thing is, I have questions on that. Okay. And some of it I did go on and watch YouTube videos afterwards. <laughs> so some of it I did get a little explained, but others I didn't. And I oh I, I had a question, so let me go. I had it right here. Okay, so well, first of all. The fact that Arrakis is also called Dune. I don't even never got that from the first <laughs> that's, movie. That's that's confusing as shit. Like like I, I knew because I've read the books multiple times, but like like even if even though that you know the whole movie's called Dune and it takes place in the desert, like what the yeah. fuck is Arrakis? And then, and then the like, city no. that they're in and the main city that they're in is called Arakeen, which is even like worse. <laughs> Yeah, and like I said, these are all things that in big sci-fi or fantasy novels, you deal with this stuff, right? You read Lord of the Rings, and there's Sauron and Saruman, and all yep. this stuff, and the Winter, uh, Winter Lothlorien. Soldier. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, and then the Winter Soldier showed up, and then, <laughs> and then, and then the, the Millennium Falcon landed. And, yeah. What, is this a Lego movie? Um, But anyway, so, the very beginning of the movie, they set up that, okay... Dune here, Arrakis is there. Hey, Dune uh, here. <laughs> Dune here. Uh, it's out there, the kind of the middle of nowhere, and you know, it's it was lifeless. Blah, 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 but oh, there's spice there, so that spice is what makes interstellar travel possible and gets people really high. Um, the spice must flow. And yeah, in the movie, the uh, the emperor has put this one house in charge, the Harkonnens, and then he has decided that they should no longer be in charge, and he puts the. Uh, why can't I think? Atreides people in charge. Okay, fine. Got that. But then there's the scenes where it's like, uh, what's this? Dave Bautista's all pissed off this is happening. And then the the floaty guy says, you know, Scarred. don't worry. Scar's hard. He says, don't worry. Baron. Like he goes, this is part of the plan or whatever. Did he, did the emperor tell him this or did he just assume that's what the, he was doing? Like that was one thing I wasn't sure. Sh- you so, never see the Emperor in the show so at all, they, right? So they were in cahoots. So yeah, okay. um, yeah. You, I assume that, but you never see him, or you never see that take no, place. No, you so. never see anything like you, you, they're only made mention of in, in this part one. Uh, right. Um, also missing is is Fade Ratha, but we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. The Sting. <laughs> yeah, so that's another question I'm going to yeah. ask you. Like, okay, who is who? Minus, and who is minus points? Yeah. Um. um. So anyway, okay, so you never saw that happen. You just, but you know that the Harkonnens, where the Emperor's work with the Harkonnens, like we're going to give House House of Trades this this thing, 
they're they're becoming too big of a house and family in this galaxy or whatever, and I'm going to use this to destroy them. Yeah, that, that's right. that's the gist of it. Is yeah, the the emperor saw um, the Atreides as as a threat to his power. Um, one of the things they they don't really explain. Uh, so they have the Sadakar, the see more more weird names. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the the emperor's like elite troops, like the weird guys that do like the the throat talking. <laughs> Which sounds weird yeah. to say it's throat talking because aren't we all doing throat talking? But uh, yeah, um, the yeah. Um, they're supposed to be like the like <laughs> not to be confused with barbarian talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so their whole thing is they're they're supposed to be like they're they're dead loyal to the emperor, and they're they're the uh, like the, the best fighting force in the galaxy. So like if the Sonicar show up, you're fucked. But all of a sudden, here comes along the Atreides after a couple generations, and uh, between the Duke and like some of his top lieutenants, in this case Duncan Idaho and uh, and uh, uh, Thanos, um, <laughs> like they managed to like train like a force that, that's like on par with the Sadukar. Um So before they could get any more power, Sadukar. Uh, Don't you mean the uh, Irukai? Yeah. Um, yeah. Before the, uh, the the fighting the fighting uh, Uruk, yeah the yeah um, before they could get any better yeah like you said uh, they decided to take them out and I think they do a better job of explaining that here uh, but yeah it's a little yes. slightly more nuanced mm-hmm. um, but yes they're basically setting him up to fail like the reason he has to get him onto Dune is because you can see like how indefensible it is it's like in the middle of nowhere um, at least as far as like galaxies are concerned. Uh, yeah, and that's like I said, that's I had to go back and rewatch it. So because I thought that's what was going on, but I wasn't hundred percent sure. Once I figured out who everybody was and these names, and when you go back, it's more clear. So I could see how people could still be confused, but it still wasn't. I wasn't so confused that I wanted to give up on the movie like I did in the first one. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What the hell is this space wave? And then, doing? and then just on top of that, like obviously the the two houses have beef. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, yeah. So like all that, all that plays into. Uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I have a I have a bunch of stuff on my list, but I don't know if you guys want to mention something you want to talk about. I don't know how you guys want to do um, this. Just just keeping it more toward the the beginning of things. Um, I like how so they really only get to see the the, the three planets, um, and I, I really like what they they did here with the the set design. Um, oh hell yeah! Green screen, obviously, but. Um, just to to make them all just wildly different from each other, you get like kind of the the wet. Uh, I, I wouldn't call it lush exactly because you still don't see a lot of trees, but it's definitely greener. Um, the the planet that the Atreides are on, which I forget the name of. Um, you get Getty Prime, which is where the Arconans are, and it's just this like ultra industrialized like hellhole. Um, when do we see that one? You see that one early with on this, with the spider pet. You see that one a few times, and early on, um, you know, like you, you mentioned, Dave Batista being pissy. That's where that yeah. happens. Is is on okay. their home planet. Um, okay. And you don't really see the outside of it so much, but you you get a sense of like the architecture and everything. I mean, yeah, yeah I feel like that, you're more like in a throne room or something. Yeah, yeah. And then there was also the weird like spider thing. I don't know what the fuck that was supposed to be. I think that was just for uh, movie. Peter Parker. <laughs> it was Peter Parker. Yeah. Uh, I thought they had they had a pretty cool establishing shot of Giddy Prime. 
They did. They may have. I but yeah. but Imprint. but like you, you don't see people like walking around outside. Well, yeah, no, it's all just yeah. exterior, outside establishing shot, and then straight into the inside, and they go into the cone of silence. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's true. There was a cone of silence. <laughs> um, and then the uh, yes, the the Benny Gesserit or Gesserit, however they say it, because I feel like yeah, it's a hard G. It's weird. Oh, I th- I think they they pronounce things a little differently than than what it's supposed to be. Generally yeah. acknowledge as the official, yeah. but I'm not going to get too Harkonnen. Harkonnen. Yeah. I always thought it was Harkonnen. Yeah, same. Yeah, but... Uh, so Harkonnen and Benny Gesserit. Yeah. Gesserit. But in the Harkonnen alphabet, it is pronounced with a J. Jehovah <laughs> <laughs> spelled with an I. Um, so yeah, like early, just, again, early on stuff like that, um, just, uh, just establishing the, the thing. And then, well, might or note... Um, I don't think it ever comes up in the books or the or any of the other adaptations is uh, just that again you can see like going back to the beef thing that that Duke the Atreides is a Duke and the Harkonnen is just a Baron so I don't know how that's supposed to work but I thought of that just now <laughs> mm. but uh, I don't, Duke 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 so, <laughs> Duke of Earth it's whatever. Paul is supposed to be a dukeling. A <laughs> dukeling. Well, he's the duke now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, early stuff. Um, they they put a little more mysticism in in kind of like what Paul's going through, which I liked. Um, which, mm-hmm. as as you pointed out, Jeff, like. Just by removing the dumbass like internal monologue whispering, <laughs> um, it immediately you know you force your actors to act, uh, and uh, you know you have to infer kind oh, of what's you don't going want on. That. Yeah. Um, now I will say so it was a lot more clear. The only times where I was getting confused is when he'd be having his his dreams slash visions. And oh, it, sometimes that was cool. it, it was cool, but I was sometimes I was getting a little bit lost. Like, is he getting stabbed? Who's getting stabbed? Where did this guy just come from? Oh, wait, he's having a vision. Who are these guys over here watching him? Oh, where they're really not there watching him. Like, I, I got a little confused with some of that. And the second time through, it was a little more clear for me. But uh, especially when they're out, when him and his mom are out there walking and he's having the visions of meeting up with Zendaya, however you pronounce her name, and the others, like, um, MJ. It was a little was a little a little confusing to me, but still not as bad as what the first one was original. I think that's uh, intended, obviously, because uh, I I believe those are like possible futures. Like when when he was talking to the the Reverend Mother, he said, "Yeah, do you see dreams of stuff that happens? Does it always happen?" And she and he, Paul says, yeah, "Not exactly. It's like not every time." Right. So I think he's like, just his brain can't tell the difference between something that might be possible or something that's going to happen so he still has to stay on his toes um yeah that's that's actually a good way of putting it but uh yeah he's seeing multiple oh thank you futures. i don't know if that was a backhanded compliment but i'll take it no like i so, like, <laughs> oh, that's one way of putting no, it. no no the, the way i meant it was just that I've, I've read all the books and they go into a lot of detail about what what's actually happening and that's oh, that's, okay. that's that's pretty close to it without without spoiling anything yet. so here here, well, I got a lot of, I got a few gripes. 
And this is one of the minor ones. They're all nitpicking. I hated the part when uh, Gurney Halleck like, shook his fist at the clouds. I was going to say, this is the Festivus portion of the, of the podcast. <laughs> but no, I have gripes, and I'm sure we'll get... Uh, I hope we can get to all of them. But one of the minor ones that I have... And they're all minor, by the way. But this is... I was expecting them to go a little bit into uh, Paul being trained also as a mentat, as well as his... Uh, been a Gesserit training right right they they did just enough to give people the idea of what the mentats were i don't think they did like well, I think they yeah, well that's used huh. a bit more explaining what's a mentat <laughs> yeah, so, yeah see well just barely so like they have thufur who's like god that's probably the worst name in the whole thing thufur hawa yeah. um <laughs> they they got him to do like the like, he rolls his eyes back and does the calculations in his head. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be, like, a human computer. And rather than have, like, the purple lips, um, you know, he just had the, the one line on his lip. And the other one, um, yeah. Piter, Peter, DeVries, which is the... Po- Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man, yes. David Dell. Yeah, from Dark Desmalchin? I don't know. Chin. Yeah. Uh, guys played the villain mm-hmm. quite a lot, but... He's also supposed, <laughs> yeah. he's also supposed to be a mentat, but you, I don't think you ever see him do the same thing. Yeah, see, I I was hoping to so, see more mentat stuff. Um, yeah. But but just in general, like this this is one of my grabs actually is that um, you they they really didn't include Thurfer a lot, and he's actually a really important part of the overall plot. Um, there's actually like this this like big um, subplot or that, that ties in everything between him and Jessica. Where he doesn't trust the the Benin Gesserit, um, but that never ever comes up. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, um, you know, if part two, if that becomes a thing. Um, the other part was I I, I really liked uh, David Dast Melchin or whatever, like what he did here. Um, mm-hmm. But you, like his the character is like quite different from the one in the books. Like in the books, he's a lot more like I, I don't know like mustache twirly <laughs> um a little more sadistic right here he's just like just this kind of amoral uh like i don't know lap dog whatever for for the baron um yeah that's the other thing with the my other one of my other minor gripes is that the harkonnens yeah you can tell that they're bad guys and the you know the baron harkonnen is kind of gross but the, this is where the original, I mean, not the original, but the the David Lynch dude, I think, did a better job of portraying the Harkonnens just cool, just heartless scumbags. Uh, and and they kind of touch the surface. I mean, you can tell that they're bad guys in this movie, and they look cool, and the, the whole Skarsgård makeup and everything looks awesome, and the whole spine floaty thing and everything, but he didn't pull anybody's plug, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, they definitely yeah, did. but he like killed the doctor or whatever that guy was, and yeah. Seer, you know, he used him and all that stuff. It was pretty. It was pretty. I I got the idea they were pretty bad people. <laughs> they gave uh, so Dave Batista is, is Rabin Harkonnen, the Beast, um, way more to do than than he gets in the books. Mm-hmm. He's really just a minor character in in the books, and here he gets gets a lot more screen time. Um, and I forget if it's actually in the the main series or um, in one of the 
the books that got written after Frank Herbert passed away, uh, like one of the prequels or something. But uh, like Josh Brolin's character, like fucking hates that guy. <laughs> so so hopefully there'll be some sweet like comeuppance later on. Mm-hmm. So wait, isn't he dead? Uh, yeah, that guy's dead. Oops. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's okay. Well, let's go into my list. I like the fact that almost everybody dies. At least um, I thought they did. But so, so uh, obviously, Josh Josh no, Brolin yeah. is the Patrick Stewart character. Right. Okay. Well, that's another. So I'll get into that. Okay, let's do that now then. So the Patrick Stewart character is the Josh Brolin character, which I got. And the only Josh reason I knew Brolin that was because of the shield. Patrick Stewart. The the shield fighting scene, the training scene. So, oh, oh, I kind of remember gosh. this. It's fucking okay. That's my number one gripe, but we'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, so I knew that was them. So Sting was nobody? Not not here. In this? Yeah. Not a, not a character okay. at all. Yeah. And then... Gosh, see, I don't remember. Obviously, were there any other celebrities in that movie? Like, the main guy was obviously the Paul character. Uh, that's all I remember. And it was Duncan Idaho in... But they the they movie? expanded his role and changed his character a lot for this version. Okay. In in the in the the, the book and the David Lynch one, everything kind of plays out the same in the beginning, where he's sent ahead to Arrakis and does meet with the Fremen. I don't think he meets up with, with Javier Bardem's character. That was a little too convenient. Like that they 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 happened to land on the desert the one spot where his like he was. That was one of my gripes. Um, because Dune's supposed to be fucking huge, by the way. Um, it's supposed to be like a really massive planet. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, they, they they definitely upped his character. And the, yeah, in the original, like he's there when when the the palace or whatever on Arakeen gets um, gets assaulted and he dies there. There's like a weird scene before that where he gets drunk and like hits on Jessica. Like, <laughs> mm. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they definitely changed things up here. Isn't Duncan? Did you tell me once that he was like the one of the reoccurring characters in like thousands of years in the in the book series well, because well, he keeps getting cloned? Well, without without spoiling anything, <laughs> in case they actually go I, to the third book or a third movie. I did hear that was one of the things on YouTube that they said. Well, if you love this character, you may come back as a clone or something. Yeah, I, I don't want to say too much more about it, but um, like. Yeah, like he's supposed to like in the in the, in the first Doom book. Yeah, he's he's a minor character and he's gone, like mm-hmm. pretty early on. Um, he is supposed to be like a badass though, which is again uh, unfortunate. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, but you mentioned the Josh Brolin character. So in this, do we see him die in this or no? Now no. I'm confused. You, in, in this, he, he went to a fight. There was a big explosion. You see him? Yeah. Oh no, it was just the fight where the two sides can't clash together. Yeah, you see him like charge, like he he runs a bunch of them, and then they charge, and that's the last you see of him. Okay. Like, you don't gotcha. see him. You don't. You don't only see it was like no explosion. That's just like it. Like they, gotcha. they just. You don't see him until he turns into Patrick. Yeah, Stewart. until he grows out a sweet, sweet skull. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and one of the other things here too that I don't know if they mentioned it here was, like in in the book and I think in the, in the David Lynch movie, Duncan Idaho even says like, like when they're sparring that 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 Josh Brolin's character Gurney, <laughs> these fucking names that Gurney, um, Gurney like will still beat him like seven times out of ten. So 
so like he's supposed to be an even better fighter than 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 Jason Momoa's character. Well, yeah, because he has all the Infinity Stones. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> can't help it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Oscar Isaac's character, which I don't remember it at all from the move the other movie. Although I did remember the fake tooth thing when the guy mentioned this yes. is the fake tooth. I'm like, oh, I kind of remember that. Yes, I, I really really liked how that played out. Um, the like so many people around and it, it was like like oh wow he's gonna take out all these people and then a super cool shot when they they come back in and the, and the baron's like huddled in a corner like in the, the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, ceiling that was so fucking yeah. cool like that that yeah. i loved like that was like how how is he gonna escape this oh, okay like that kind of explains mm-hmm. it yeah. yeah they didn't do such a good job in the movie for that or in the miniseries because yeah, so really cool. uh, yeah, in that one, the the Baron like it's the same. He flies up and his, sh- his shield like guards just enough of it as he's flying away to keep him safe. But then like seconds later, he's just laughing his ass off in the air. So it was cool that he just stayed huddled up there because the the poison was still lingering in the room. Well, he got a. F- I mean, he definitely inhaled some of it, just not enough. To, oh yeah, to do the job. Yeah. Yeah. He had to go into the. Uh, what did they give you at Olive Garden? The uh, <laughs> breadsticks. No, the, what are you dipping the breadsticks? The fucking uh, vinegar and, and olive oil. The vinegar, oil, the vinaigrette. Oh yeah, it did look like that. It did look like vinegar. I didn't think about that. I'll have to, like, I'll have to make that comparison next time. Yeah, like, uh, one one of the things <laughs> they did with with Doctor Yui Yue, um, and one of the things they they kind of shoot all together in in this. Um, so it's like. The book is like real deep into the mysticism of, of everything that like the the Fremen believe and the Bene Gesserit, but there's a whole like religion that they just got rid of that, that's like I, f- I forget what it's called exactly, but they read this thing called the is basically yeah no it's Catholicism, um, yeah. it's called like the Orange Bible, um, so that like little book that you see Gurney reading at points early on that looks like a little uh, like journal that's supposed to be one of those Bibles and. They kind of make a big deal about that in the book that, like, Paul is reading in and, like, Dr. Yui's is, like, teacher for that um, on top of his doctor, I think. Um, so, as a little aside, in the book, they describe the the uh, Orange Bible as, uh, like, a device that flips open, right? It's it's just, like, fancy, like, tab- like Star Trek tablet hologram shit. But it's, it, okay. it's, not, like, it's I- not, like, super important. I know, but when I read the description of it, I, that's the one item that I had like a hard time picturing <laughs> when I was reading the books. Okay. So I'm glad they just they they just changed it into like oh it's this little like pocket an actual book. Uh, Bible yeah. that they got. Yeah. yeah. What just just to get super nerd into the nerd weeds here. Uh, yeah, do it, bro. Uh, one of the things that they, they never explain in the first book, and I don't think in the David Lynch movie, maybe they do in the miniseries, um, is the reason kind of like why like where the technology level is here uh, we're basically um artificial intelligence is like super super outlawed and illegal um that's why they have the mentats like they're basically not allowed to have any computers like computers are like if you have computers then all the other houses will come to you and like wipe you out like it's like that serious um and there's reasons for that that we don't need to get into but uh the Matrix. It's, it's the, same it's the Matrix, yeah. It's just thousands. <laughs> so thousands they don't of explain that in this movie, right? No, they never. They don't explain it in the first Dune book either. 
they might they might they might be throwaway line or something but yeah but but it it gets explained later but um and like later books i think uh yeah they just they can't have that so that explains like like why they have all these like super advanced things but not really computers right and that okay then my next question is they don't use guns and that's because of the shields right it's the kinetic energy if it goes super fast the steel the how I understand it anyway, tell me if I'm wrong. Super mm-hmm. fast, the shield disintegrates it or blocks right. or whatever, but if it's really slow, like a stab or whatever, or punch, or whatever, it can go through. Correct? Yes. Is that... So then having guns really doesn't help you at all. That's why everything's hand-to-hand combat. And the guns are still but there, would, and they're still useful, but yeah, everything's like based on hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a little confused how still like the dart got um, Oscar Isaac. Because like, it was like a dart gun that... I mean, obviously, it's slower than a a normal bullet or ray gun. I think or the whatever, dart but... adjusts itself. Yeah, it's like designed to to like as soon as it hits the shield, it like slows down yes, enough so that yes. it could like kind of bore through. It's still self propelled, but it'll slow down. Oh, okay. that's a Duncan was able to right. like when he when one of those darts was coming at him, he was able to slowly just move his sword, bam, to deflect it. That was awesome. See, I thought that was just like a stylized special effect. It got slowed down, <laughs> just like three hundred steps. No, no, there was, <laughs> there, was uh, there was a whole tactic there. Yeah, yeah. And then, okay, then the last other dart scene, I was a little confused about when they were trying to assassinate or uh, whatever poison Paul, and he senses it, and he kind of st- it's going right at him, and he stops it, or is that once again one of those? It slowed down. That that, that was a little weird because the the whole point of that thing is like if it sensed motion, but he's like clearly like blinking and like he's not a hundred percent motionless. Maybe maybe like like the the light. Yeah, I think the projection stuff ahead of him like confused the thing. Um, Yeah, when the the woman came to the door, and he was able to like grab it then. Yeah. Is and that because up, it went toward her because she opened yes, the door? Is yes, that what you're saying? It switched targets, oh, yeah. See, I didn't get that at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, one of the things we were kind of talking about different cast members, we haven't talked about his mom, Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, she's like, what, six years older than this guy? <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty young. He, I know that. He looks pretty young, though. So, so, so I didn't... I, she was born in 83. You know, just... In, in the vein of a, a, a wizard did it kind of thing, um, like one of the things the, the spice does do, ninety five is is supposed to extend your life. So in in the like in the universe they live in, someone could still look pretty young and still be much older. Okay, well the, they just got there, but I know she's one of those. No, the Benny, well, the, yeah, the, whatever. You know, the, the Benny Jesuit do like. They do like use the spice for stuff. They snort stuff ice. Okay. Yeah. One, one thing that was never clear on between like this and or any adaptation, even the books, was that they say that the Fremen get the blue eyes from from basically inhaling the spice all the time. But um, other people are like using the spice. Maybe it's just they're doing it like a degree more, like an order of magnitude higher. Maybe that's why they're the blue eyes. Yeah, because they they live in that. Like, I guess maybe if you, if you did, so, yeah, like if you did enough off planet, then you would get the blue eyes. Like, 
Yeah, they, they really explain I, that. I think it would be something where you would have to be in a tank where Spice was floating all around you at all times, kind of like on Arrakis. So that's that's my take. Well, speak, speaking of tank, one of the things they really gloss over here again is the uh, the, the, the the navigators, the uh, the spacing guild. Um, they, they, they uh, yeah, I wanted to see some space whales. <laughs> they do. They do have the guys with the like the fishbowl helmets that you can't see their faces. I think those were supposed to be navigators. I'm unsure. Um, really? Mm. Maybe not. I don't know. But um, they they do mention how uh, pun intended how astronomically expensive it is to to travel between planets. It's like mm-hmm. like Baron Harkonnen basically says like you don't want to know how much it costs us to bring all these troops and ships here because like everybody's beholden to to the spacing guild um like even the emperor uh like and they've they everybody's got to pay up and everybody pays in spice because they need it too uh the the spacing guild asshole needs they don't have the spice then they can't do the weird jumps um yeah the astro navigation yeah yeah so like everything is like again revolves around the the spice Mm-hmm. But yeah, but yeah, no real, no real space navigator stuff. They're just kind of like have the big ships. Maybe that's what made it easier for me to fall. They didn't throw too much. Yeah, out there. yeah. Too it's much, it's again, it's unnecessary there. for the first movie for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just going through. We kind of already talked about the cinematography. I don't know if you guys. I just, it looks great. I saw this on HBO yeah. Max. Yeah, Jeebus. Um, I. You know, if I could, I probably would have liked to go to the theater and watch it on a bigger screen. But on my TV, it looked great. I can tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this I is mean, one that all I his movies like Ultra HD, 4K. Yeah, yeah. It's like everywhere in the movie is these just large, um, imposing spaces, or they're out in the desert. Um, even then, though, um, Denis Villeneuve. Uh, has, has a, I think he has a very kind of stark, almost, almost like cool. Not not as in like rad, but as in like temperature wise. There's almost something um, like I can't quite put my finger on it. Even when they're in the desert, um, and you know they're supposed to be like super hot. Even then, there there's something about it that 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 seems like uh, subdued. I I don't know how to to, to really no, put it in words, but like yeah, they they mess with the color grading a little bit um, to give it that feel. But yeah, but again, just all these like yeah, big sweeping shots, um, like to, to what, what Jeff's saying. Um, yeah, no no complaints there. Looks great, and like I've I've pretty much seen all of his at least his newer movies, like Sicario, Arrival, New Blade Runner. They all look just fantastic. It's a me, Sicario. <laughs> um, it looks like he's going to be doing a Cleopatra movie, and uh, mannequin. Also, anyway. also in two parts. Hmm? He's doing mannequin. Cleopatra. Really? Yeah, that's a Cleopatra movie, right? Um, <laughs> he always has. Is this the guy that always has the same cinematographer with him? I, Shoot, sounds like it. Yeah, have to look it up. Wow, who's I'm I'm interested in this. The uh, curious who to, as as a fan of uh, classical Roman history, as a fan of asps. Yes, I would like to see <laughs> Queen <laughs> of the Hobbies. I I wonder. Wow, yeah, this is this is gonna be a big role. 
Anyway, uh, well, that was just one thing I wanted to talk about. Um, the cast, we kind of went over. I think they were all good. I, I It helped that I knew the actors, so I was able to, like, okay, James Brolin's this character. Okay, Jessica Ferguson's this character. Uh, Poe Dameron's this character. Like, whatever. Like, I was able to... <laughs> Uh, it's good to see him in a good movie. God damn. I loved him in that robot movie we watched. Robot. Uh, Ex Machina. Yeah, and oh, the Star good. Wars movies, he has just nothing to do, and he's just pretty much tickling a robot, and uh, just, uh, so. <laughs> I, I, this, this, they, the one thing they did with this character that I didn't like was, was when he kind of loses his shit and yells at, uh, his mentat, where he's like, they came after my son. Like, yeah, like Mel Gibson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but they did. Uh, yeah. It's just... <laughs> Give me back my son. It's like, again, you had all these like really adult characters in this like hardcore sci-fi thing, and then they just reduce him to like yelling for effect. And it's just like, eh. Like, he, did, uh, he didn't have to. Like, yeah, I think it was warranted at that point. I don't know. You, 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 I don't understand. You're mad that he went after his son and he's upset. No, like it's funny. He's, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like it's funny he's and, upset, but it's that just his like, mentat should have seen this coming. Like it's like okay, we need yeah. to like double down on this scene. So you're gonna yell here. Like that's what it felt like. All right. I don't know. Yeah. Agree to disagree. He was like so calm and controlled, like through most of it. Like. Well, that's how important this was. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it just felt like I don't know. Am I not merciful? All right. Um, <laughs> now that was some yelling. <laughs> I just have the. I love the dragonfly ships. Those were cool. That was really cool. The, the or the doctors, yeah. I don't know how they're described. If that's how they're described in the book, but I don't think I've ever seen a, a ship that f- flies like a dragonfly. Or I guess what I thought it looked like was a dragonfly. So I think in the, the no. books, it's, they're more like traditional wings, but uh, or more like bird wings. But uh, yeah, like the dragonfly thing was was really cool. Like, yeah. I really like those things. I, like, I know our helicopters in our deserts here I get crap in the sand in the in the rotors all the time, and they go down. So I don't know what, what useful they'd be there, but yeah. uh, in a storm, probably they probably wouldn't have to go far very often. Or, or like I said, in a storm, yes. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I've seen like some other like models of helicopter. They have a scoop that goes all the way almost up to the blades to protect like the rotor up there. It's not so exposed, right? But it still happens. Yeah, I'm sure they figured it out. They figure out everything else. They can figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, just I know I'm just kind of going through the last few things on here. Uh, talking about the tech, um, I don't remember seeing silos and the harvester in the first one i'm sure the harvester was the harvesters were but i don't remember seeing them but they reminded me of exactly how i remembered the dune 2 video game being <laughs> which has been over 30 years or whatever since i played that game but yeah. especially the side like oh i remember the silos you had to take the yeah the harvester had to go out there and even the finding the spice and the sand how it was a little bit different colored and stuff like i remember that all being part of the game so i just that was really cool for me because that was really my only experience with doing until we watched the movie and that movie didn't help with anything so <laughs> yeah and, and the, the 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 freighter rubber picking up the the harvester and just in case or when the the, the worms come the giant balloons yeah <laughs> yeah those yeah. are awesome worm sign 
I mean, I think they have to have a better, more than like a fail safe, like if one arm breaks, like we're fucked. Like, the redundancy, buddy. Throw a couple little uh, hooks down there. No, they were sabotaged. Sabotaged. Yeah. Yeah, but I understand that. At least because they, oh, we know one's out, two's out, and three's out. Not just one going out and like, eh. Anyway, that's a nitpick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, I thought the tech was cool. Uh, the bio suits, which we did show a lot in the original movie, and mm-hmm. I don't think they're pretty similar. I a little better this time around, but I like the way they explained it, which they I think they did the same in the original. But I like yeah, that I know that's my minorest of minor nitpicks. They uh, what's her face the the doctor that's supposed to be the arbiter, yeah, Doctor Liet Kynes. Liet Kynes, thank you. She does not mention that uh, you filter your feces through the <laughs> and urine, the quads, yes. and urine. Yeah, yeah. yeah she didn't yeah, mention any yeah. of that. So yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for this her. Movie to, sucks. I was waiting for her to do that, and she didn't. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Yeah, yeah. this movie's bullshit. Do they say yeah. that in the original yeah, no, movie? Yeah, they or just the book. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. Urine processed here, fecal matter here, and here. Well, you caught Jeff. I'm sure you caught the the coffee service thing. The what? Coffee service. No, like oh, like yeah. they don't have water, right? So they're making coffee for them. They're just spitting into the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah filtering out. Yeah, there. yeah, that's what that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay, I got that. Um, yeah, speaking of spit, so okay, that makes that. So when um, Javier Bardem comes up or comes in and meets Oscar Isaac for the <clears> first <throat> time, and he spits on his desk, and everyone's taken aback, and then Aquaman's like, "No, no, no, that's a." Sharing moisture with you, we take it. Okay, that's totally makes sense. But in the mannerism of when you spit, I still think would sends bad signals, right? Like if you were <laughs> yeah. really sharing your moisture with them, it would be more like of a drool on the desk or a, a subtle spit, not like a spat. Yeah. Well, he's he's they're hard people, living hard I, lives. In the I'm just yeah. saying, if you wanted to make be completely friendly a friendly meeting, you would not just be. Well, be... he doesn't completely trust these people. Sure. I, I didn't like that scene. Um, again, because it was all too convenient, because I haven't read the book in forever, but but I'm pretty sure that, that Stilgar never meets the Duke um, or Paul until they crash land in the desert. It's more happenstance that that Paul and, and Stilgar um, meet each other rather than having this mm. whole thing like be set up to begin with. I think it was just just a way to set up that character for later, so that again maybe a little more continuity to make things easier. Um, again, though, it, it still felt a little too contrived that they they landed where they needed to be and everything. Yeah. Eh. Well, but they were kind of didn't the doctor give him that direction to go? It wasn't they were just flying blind? True, true. She told them which direction to go. She said, "I'll meet you there. I'll take the." The Fremen way or whatever. And so they were kind of going to that direction she told them. So it's... I don't know. It just... <laughs> it kind of bothered it, me. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of... Other than the sandworms, you don't... You get a tease of them. Or well, you, you get, get a, a tease, tease of writing them. <laughs> yeah, writing tease, but... Damn, sandworms are awesome. Yeah. I, I really love the redesign. Yeah, like the, the mouths yeah. were kind of like irises. Yeah, the weird with the the filtering. Uh, yeah, like yeah, I don't even know if the how you call them, like the keratin, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and sometimes it looks like you're just peering into a black hole at the very center of it. Oh, badass. 
Ooh, okay. Question. I just remembered. Well, two. When the sandworm, when they're running away from it, because they're in that, we're in drum sand or whatever the fuck oh, yeah. that was. I guess that just means you can't, you can't do your funky walk to avoid making noise. Uh, no, you can't. But was? I think he already like stepped on it a little bit, and he's like, "Oh shit!" But I'm saying, your trick won't work because I guess it's echo. It's kind of like an echo chamber or something. Is that? Oh, I guess. What they're saying, but it's, I think so. Okay, they run. And, you know, they have to make for the rocks. And I kind of remember that, too. It was like, okay, I remember they, the sandworms going after them. They have to go in front of the rocks. And a giant uh, worm rises in front of them for, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> and the John Lynch... The John Lynch. The David John Lynch, John Lynch like, a little bitter after, after tonight's last, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, so this one... Was the I was a little confused. Was the worm looking at Paul in like that whole moment? Was that a connection because of who Paul is, or was that just them the other girl calling it and or I forgot even what happened? But someone just got distracted. I think, by I think it was Jeff. I think uh, the, the yeah, connection. there was some kind of like I, I don't know that the worms necessarily like swooped down to eat people off of rocks or anything, but the fact that it just kind of lingered there kind of speaks to that. About okay. Paul's like connection with with the with the Rockus. All right, and then the other question I had: so early, early in the movie, when they had their the when he was fighting with Thanos, and when Thanos comes in, he's like, "Never turn your back," and he's like, "I can hear your footsteps, old man, or whatever." And then later on, when they're trying to rescue the people from the harvester, and Paul's out there like kind of tripping. Yeah, and and Thanos is coming up behind. Him. He's like, "I heard your steps, old man." But was he talking to him, or was he talking to the worm who was showing up? Because I always felt like that was kind of like a he's having a vision or something from his past or something where he the footsteps. You think it's meant for Thanos, but it could have been the worm. Or am I reading too much into that? Um, it's possible. I mean, obviously, yeah, obviously, I think was, you're reading too much into and it. Was, it was obviously <laughs> a callback to the thing before, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Because right after he says that, after Paul says that, oh, I recognize your steps, old man. That's when he grabs him and says, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. So that's because at first I thought, oh, he's thinking about, he's having a, I've, you know, I've had a dream of connecting to the worm. But yeah, then it was Thanos. I'm like, oh, okay, that's the callback from before. But then I was like, well, maybe it was it both. I don't know. Um. All right. Anything else? I kind of have. That's kind of all my questions or stuff I wanted to talk about. Uh, There's plenty just, more here. But. It, it was it was a weird thing as I watched it. Uh, it, it was probably jeez. I, I don't know when exactly, but easily like over an hour and a half in, where it finally hit me. And I'm like, oh, this is this is gonna be like a part one thing. <laughs> this is Dune. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it said part one at the beginning of the movie when the title did. Yes, it did. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it, it did. Yeah, it's a Dune, and then part one, right below it. I must have missed that then, because <laughs> I, I, yeah. I thought they were going to do the whole thing, and I was like, oh. And then from there, I was able to figure out, like, or remember anyway, what was going to happen to finish out the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. So just waiting for all those beats to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. What's funny with that is they did not greenlight the second movie yes, until the first numbers weird. are in. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, there's no yeah. like it, it kind of flies in the face of, of like blockbuster filmmaking that, that's happened recently over, over the last decade, mm-hmm. where they film all these movies consecutively and split them up. Yeah. Uh, here, nope. Like 
no pre-production, no nothing. Like, <laughs> like Hollywood has no faith in they're hard sci-fi. They're gonna have to get all the actors back, uh, like all the the people that worked on it, uh, back together again. And it'll yeah. be like they said, 2023. But there's no way the sequel to this is coming out in 2023. If they haven't even started filming yet, yeah, it'd be a miracle if that happened. It's possible they have the script ready to go. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah, don't I say script, set, set. Yeah, you know, props they may have kept around. Yeah, yeah. There's probably I a lot of that know. too. Yeah. They should have. But, yeah. I, but yeah, who who knows how much time that actually saves? Like in the in the long run, the three D modeling's already been done, right? For some a lot of this, like the you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I would think. No, yeah, but, that probably does save a ton of time. Um, but I was just thinking, it's like yeah, when Game of that Game of Thrones, when Lord of the Rings came out, yeah, they were already all filmed. And, you know, it's like, I always forget, um, or laugh, our friend Matt, who hasn't been on a while, but used to guest host, he doesn't, he didn't know anything about Lord of the Rings, he saw it, and then, you know, it's like, at the end, let's go hunt some orc, <laughs> it just ends. He was so mad. <laughs> i like, yeah, can you just imagine, like, this, and they ended it, and, like, you really liked the movie, but, like, uh, it didn't make enough money, so we're not making it anymore. It's like, but I want to see him ride the, the sandworm, and I'm, what the hell? Like, man, yeah. If, if they made, yeah. if, if they started from scratch, let's say Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings never happened, like, but some, but there was some other movie series that came around the same time, maybe Harry Potter, I don't know, that, that started exactly. doing the, the splitting up the movies things. Lord of the Rings would, would easily be six movies five six <laughs> movies yeah they might do the first one yeah. as, as like a whole thing but then they split up the two towers because <laughs> there's two yeah. towers and they, and they split up the return of the king and you get five movies yeah yeah because there's the king and then the return yeah. so you need yeah well that's what i'm wondering so like okay the second part are they going to drag out so i know there's a whole this is scott you read them there's a whole set of books yeah. but this first one is this like the first novel or is it the first set of novels it's the, the first the story it's the first novel and actually the first book if i remember correctly is the longest one so it actually has the most okay. content um yeah and and again unfortunately uh frank herbert passed away before he could finish um i will say that the series kind of gets weirder and weirder <laughs> as it goes along yeah um and a lot more adult uh, there's a lot more uh uh, graphic, graphic yes content as, as, as the series goes along um, so it'd be interesting if they if they, if they take it that far um, but like again some weird shit happens like like by book three so <laughs> now streaming exclusively to Pornhub <laughs> Dune part 69 I thought you were going to say weird shit happens <laughs> oh uh, it's a, a German porn video. But yeah, for, the, um. for, this, for this next part, like so. Okay, so yeah, I, I like that, Jeff. Like for, you know, for the second part, um, you know, you have the whole Paul bringing the Fremen together. Um, that's his whole thing. Hell, waiting. Yeah, um, him, him <laughs> undergoing the whatever he, he or he basically becomes a Benny Jesuit, like a male Benny Jesuit, which there aren't supposed to be any of. Um, the and then and then she does thing. the same thing like Jessica, where she becomes a full Reverend Mother. Um, so like that that's a good chunk of movie right there. Um, you have to introduce like a bunch of characters. So you have the whole Imperial family. So you need at least the Emperor and the Princess. 
Um, again, Virginia Madsen's character from the... Moonchild? Yes, that's her name. Uh, <laughs> Fade Roth, the character, I suppose they could just have Dave Bautista be that character and have him fight Paul. But I think yeah. that would look kind of goofy. It, it, it was it was one thing to have Paul fight uh, the the Jameis at the end. But they're like not that different in size. Like <laughs> Timothy Chalamet is a waif. Like compared to like standing next to Batista, like eh, there's some there's gonna be some serious suspension of disbelief. So they need somebody that that's a little more like physically close uh, to him. I think maybe, but that that sets up a good David Goliath type of deal. But that's not. <laughs> I know, but Hollywood. No, I think it's a bad idea. <laughs> well, I'll call the producers and tell them not to do yeah. it. It's good. <laughs> I mean, they could do that again just to skip bringing in a character. Um, yeah. <laughs> Brings things yeah, back. Again, the eventual, like, taking back of Arrakis as, as well. Like, there's just at least an hour and a half of stuff worth in there. Or Kyle MacLachlan. He should be yeah. Fade Rouser. Um, so, yeah. All right, well, let's just hope they keep it to one movie. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't I think don't... there's. There, it'll be a third. Yeah. yeah. They, they, there's not enough for that. At least, I would hope not. <laughs> uh, yeah, here's uh, a, a short little aside here. You know how Lord of the Rings really kicked off? Like, a lot of other movie studios really wanted to do trilogies, and so there was a bunch of shit like that? Mm-hmm. You think if this, like, if Dune Part 2 really hits and it's just two movies, do you think Hollywood studios are all of a sudden going to be doing like one and two partners for a while um n- not necessarily i don't they're they're, they're always on the look <coughs> look on the lookout for the next series so it was like again when, when harry potter came out and the hunter games eventually became successful as well that they tried and tried and tried with all these different series that never quite caught on um like what like some of them they actually made sequels to so there, there was like the whole maze runner thing which I don't know anything about. <laughs> yeah, me there's, there's, there's some kids in the Yeah, there's, there's the whole... One... Jesus, I don't remember the name of it. They, they break up society based on, like, different cast or whatever. All the, basically all the YA bullshit. <laughs> they're they're yeah. on the lookout for that, that, that next thing, but you never know. They, mm-hmm. they could be trying to do the next big sci-fi thing. And I'm trying to think of, like, what that might be. Um... Well, what I would just say for this is if Snow the next crash. movie is successful, then or you know for finishing this first one, there's still more source material. They just make more movies off of that. Like they're not gonna if it's a franchise that's successful, they're gonna just make more. Whether it's more movies or a streaming show or something, right? Like, I, I, they're gonna get their money one way or the yeah. other. I mean, again, there, there's uh, you know after Frank Herbert died, uh, they did some. I don't think they ever like finished the series like they did with with uh, Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time stuff, but um, there's there's or George or R. Martin yeah. stuff. <laughs> R. R. P. Um, the, the there's other books that are like prequels um, that that don't even necessarily feature any of the characters here. Um, there's other books about like stuff that ha- has happened in the universe. Um, it's basically an extended universe, like. Do, does exist not not to like nearly the same level as a, as a Star Wars, but uh, they, they there are things to draw on if they really wanted to go that route. Uh, but as far as far as the main series, 
Um, yeah, there's other, they, they have more books to draw upon. Uh, I don't know how much of that material they actually want to use. <laughs> but we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, unless you guys have anything else, let's rate it. Um, yep, oh, did, I got just, just one, one, one more thing. Uh, I, I really like how they did the, the fighting. Uh, the red and the blue shields is very much like a video game. Oh my gosh, I disagree. It was so much better than like. Well, obviously the David Lynch, they, they were kind of limited by the, the technology, but I thought right. visually it, it looked really good. Um, uh, yes, and I, and and I no. love Jason Momoa is... going full like Conan the Barbarian. Yes and no. This is where my main gripe is with with the fighting because I really wanted to to see a very distinct, very different style of martial art that we haven't seen in anything else before. Because they illustrate, and I think they did a, a fair job when uh, uh, Brolin comes in to to train Paul, and they turn on their shields, and that's a cool effect. And everything, and you only see it when when they do some hard contacts with the blue and the red. Also, really cool because you're you're able to see um, what's what's a killing blow and what isn't. But the, uh, and they did a good job of uh, of doing like the slow blade in that training sequence. But then after that, they just threw all that shit out the window, and they relied on the special effect of blue and red to decide what's a killing blow. You did, there was no difference in speed in Jason Momoa when he was fighting when he deflected a guy, blocked him, or he killed a guy. He was he was His going speed, just the, the the amount of speed that he needed to. No, 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 no. He wasn't. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Agreed. But no, he wasn't. He was doing like... Agree to disagree, Alex. No, he was going full, full speed swings, and then a red light went off, and it's like, no. I wanted to see like some real. He was, like, he was holding back just enough. Nah. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to see was some very clear slowdown motions to give it like a real alien type of martial arts feel, instead of just uh, let's just choreograph something if, and then if, in the special effects we'll turn this red when he kills them. The, the, the only thing I would say to that is, and it, well, even even in the the Brolin fight over the training. If you went too slow, it's just going to look boring. Because it, it has to work for the camera. No, like, see, it has to no, work for the no, camera. It's not, like, <laughs> no, yes, it would. Because you would go fast, 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 and then right... Because that's the martial art that they have in the, in, in the Dune book. You have to pick your moment specifically. So you go fast, you knock them around a little bit, you, you uh, knock them off balance... Or you stun them because when I mean when you get hit with the shield, the knife won't penetrate, but it'll still knock you back. And then you pick your moment to just go really slow, in, in for the uh, in, in for the kill, which I think would have been a lot more interesting. I, than I just let's just have I it, think it would have looked, looked awful. I disagree. Vodi is just a lazy director. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of agree with Scott. It'd be hard. I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible, but I think it'd be hard to make it look good on the big screen without slowing down the movie. You know, you kind of got the thing with the shield to be like, why are they fighting? I mean, I don't know. I think it could be dumb, but I don't think it'd be really hard and not to not make it look goofy. Because like, yeah, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to show. fucking bullet time. Like every time they slow down to, to strike, and if you had the actors, but no, if you had the stuntmen see, do it, it's it's gonna be like inconsistent as well. I'm not talking. No, I'm not talking for like the big fights and everything. But when they're like one yeah. on one or even yeah, like three on one, same thing. No, that wouldn't. No, 
They could have made it work. They just decided to be lazy. That's all I'm, I'm calling it right now. They just decided to be lazy instead of actually making it work. Alex, okay. Take. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, it, it is, I will admit, it is a nitpick, but it's my biggest gripe with this movie. All right. And it's not well, let's rate it. <laughs> Alex, on a scale of one to seven, what do you give this movie? Uh, right now, it is a solid six for me. I still love this movie very much. Uh, I might bump it up to a seven depending on if and when a part two comes along and see how that plays out. Because altogether, both of them could like raise each other up. All right, great. Uh, I'm a six as well. I really liked it. Except I've already seen it twice. Um, I can't give it a seven only on two watches, so I'll have to go back. And since mm-hmm. I did have some questions and stuff, I, I can't say it's a perfect film, but I really did enjoy it. And, and I'm glad they made shield it. fighting. Got it. <laughs> Scott, what'd you rate it? Uh, I'd give it a five. Um, oh, harsh. It's it definitely the, the best adaptation, although that's not saying a whole lot. Um, I, I think it, it, it's, it's great sci fi. Um, the whole movie's well done. Like, there's really no like, weak points to the movie, but it just didn't grab me on the same level as like my, my favorite stuff. I, I, that, I, I, it's just a personal preference. Like, I can totally see why you guys give it a six and, and other people would too. Uh, maybe I need to rewatch it. Maybe I need to, to see the second half. Um, but it just never really... It's the shield fighting, I'm telling really you. never really gripped me. <laughs> it just doesn't feel right. Maybe it's just Denny Villeneuve's, like, filming style. Uh, just watch it on your phone. You'll feel like <laughs> complete level of quality just jumped way up instead of that bullshit IMAX. All right. With that, it's time for our crossover topic, which is uh, our top five uh, novel adaptations. Yeah. Movie and TV. I guess video games, too, if possible. Uh, Um, Since this was based off of a big novel, as as we've been talking about. So what are our favorites? Um, I will go first. And uh, mine is going to be... uh, It's Game of Thrones. And yeah, it's a it's a hate it's, hate one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's only it would have been higher if it ended better, and that's because well, you know what? There was nothing to adapt from anymore. That could have been the just, problem. Just, but they I just don't know. ended it after season four, <laughs> season three. It was kind of like uh, Jeff would know Full Metal Alchemist that first season, that first series. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They adapted the manga, and then they didn't have any more source material, so they just kind of went in a weird direction. So anyway, I love Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, I didn't read all the books. I read the first... God, I don't think I made it through the two books. So maybe like one and a half books. <laughs> you tried, um, Jeff. That's what matters. <laughs> I did try. It was painful. Yeah, uh, uh, Yoda's spitting in his grave. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but anyway, it was great. I just... It's a little lower... On my list because of how it ended. That's number five. Scott. Uh, my number five is is a weird one. Uh, actually, read the novel mm. and I, I don't care for the novel at all. Uh, but I but I really like the adaptation that came out in the, the early aughts. Uh, it's actually uh, Jane Austen, uh, the Pride and Prejudice, the the one with with Keira Knightley, um, and uh, directed by by Joe Wright. Um, you know, without talking too much about it, this is this is a, a um, beautifully shot movie with some some great performances. Um, like it, it, it's, I find it 
like weird that I enjoyed so much because like it's so unrelatable for for a lot of it. Um, <laughs> but, but at the same yeah. time, like the, the, there are some great performances that you that you can empathize with with people. Um, and uh, yeah, this is this is uh, peak Keira Knightley. Um, so that's my number five, Pride and Prejudice. Uh, I mean, Pete Keira Knightley was the Phantom Menace. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But all the zombies, right? That was cool. Mm-hmm. Or bend it like Beckham. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to read this what junior or junior year or senior year in school. Oh, thank goodness! I I did not get to read this novel. Oh, yeah, we had to. Read I, it I one actually of the, one of read the, this on my own. <laughs> no. All right, Scott. I read Judy Bloom books on my own too. So. Right, I just I wanted to see. I, I know the the Jane hey, Austen stuff is a, is a big deal to certain people. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I really enjoyed the movie here, but uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, what's number five? Uh, my number five is uh, First Blood. I love the movie. Uh, I haven't read the book, but I I, I should. <laughs> But yeah, I never knew it was adapted from a book. Yeah, I didn't know it either. Actually, I did know it, but I forgot about it. Yeah. So I should go back, read that book. I heard Die Hard also. It's not on my list, honorable mention, but the the book is like... Con- Concrete bit... Jungle or something like that? It's... Yeah. Something or not Concrete Jungle, but something weird. Like glass Jungle. Oh, yeah, weird title. Yeah. yeah. Very different. Um... All right. I forgot what I was just going to say there. What did you just? What did you select? First Blood. Oh, what I was gonna say is that movie has probably been the since we've done this podcast, the movie that I had seen, and after watching it for the podcast, I liked it so much better than I remembered liking it. Like mm-hmm. I just, I remember hating all the random, not hating them, but I liked them. But they were just action movies, and I thought the first one was kind of dull and boring. And then when I went, we watched it, like I love it. I've watched it a bunch since then. Yeah, because it's great. Like yep. descended the madness and PTSD and <laughs> fucking Brian Dennehy being a kick shit cop. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, my number four is a book that I read. Uh, that'd be Jurassic Park. Jeff, oh, Jeff, 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 <laughs> yeah. Jeff. Damn it! I forgot. Jeff, completely Jeff. forgot about that. Yeah, I remember my mom. She read it. My mom's always been a huge reader. Reads. To this day, I can't give her enough Kindle gift cards. She just burns them like crazy. Um, but back then, obviously, she had like the, always had paperbacks laying around the house, and there was only had the dinosaur bone cover, the T Rex, whatever yeah. it was. We have a T Rex, uh, and she told me about it. And I'm like, yeah, it's a book, mom. And then she's like, well, Steven Spielberg's gonna make a movie out of it. And I picked it up and read it and really loved it. So, and the movie is is eh, is it. better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, it's been so long since I read the book. I don't remember which one I like more, but the movie's awesome. So, yep, there it is. Scott number four. Uh, number four is is also Game of Thrones. Uh, so I have I have read all the books to date. Um, so yeah, like it, third or fourth season, I, I forget kind of how the fourth one ends, but uh, yep, good stuff. Uh, one, one note on my my list is I try to include stuff that I've actually read. Um, so a couple of my honorable mentions are, are things that are obviously. All time adaptations, but I have actually I haven't actually read the the source material. So mm-hmm. I've already named all the books <laughs> I've read, so that was off. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we start seeing Doctor Seuss stuff on here. 
<laughs> I only read like one Dr. Seuss book, so I can't even do many there either. Um, all right, Alex, number four. Uh, my number four is Forrest Gump. Yep. Damn, that's a great movie. Never read the book. book books, because I hear books it's a lot of fun. It's a bit ridiculous. The, the book uh, is an easy read. Yeah, it gets, yeah. It gets it gets it's way more ridiculous than than his. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what I heard. So I get he, I'll give it, it a shot, the, but the, the movie's book, fantastic. In the book, he he has like this Homer esque like life journey. I mean, and the Simpsons Homer esque, <laughs> not the actual like. Right. <laughs> Not like uh, Odysseus. Yeah, I was gonna say he doesn't like any no, you know, no, Kerberos like and the, the Cyclopses. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, my number three. I have not read this book. Um, I heard the movie's way better than the book, and that would be The Godfather. Yeah, honorable mention. Yeah, my Mario Puzo's. Yeah, Mario Puzo's Godfather. My aunt always had this book on her shelf. She still does, I'm assuming. And I always look at it, and I'm like. I kind of, and then it's so big. I'm like, nope. <laughs> and I've just, I've heard from people who have read it. Like, it's, there's, it's, there's no, there's like subplots that go nowhere. There's a bunch of other stuff. That's just so, nowhere. so I could see <laughs> something like Jurassic Park, where you, you might be, oh, I enjoyed the book more, or enjoyed the movie more, and you'd be like, okay. But I, I just don't see how the book would be better than, than the movie in this case. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a bestseller. That's crazy thing too. Is like, look what they did it was to my book. like, yeah, that book was a huge deal at one point. Not, not why you know, like this is before we were born. <laughs> it's it's right. like the uh, anytime you've ever seen documentaries on Gone with the Wind or whatever, like Oh Selznick, like the, you have this huge book. But like, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody that's read that. <laughs> It's hard enough yeah. watching it. Yeah, I know. Jesus <laughs> H. I saw it once. And I just Me finished too. watching the movie yesterday. And you're all, and as God is my yeah, witness, I will never watch it again. again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, Scott, number three. Uh, number three is Jurassic Park. So I'm almost right. positive I read or watched the movie first, but I, I do remember um, enjoying the book as well. All right. Uh, Alex, number three. And number three is the movie we just talked about, The Shining. You mean The Shining? Yeah. The Shining. Also honorable mention. Uh, yeah, I haven't uh, read the book. Do you guys know? Is the book is the book uh, maybe better? <laughs> we just talked about that. You remember, you remember what you were saying about things. The Godfather? <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> well, all, you to, all you have to know is like when, when Stephen King got to do his adaptation... There was like a shitty CGI Oof. like fire hose snake monster. So yep. there you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It looks like... I saw the trailer for that miniseries and I noped right out of there. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like when when the movie is made, even though it's different, but it's made by like one of the best filmmakers of all time. In both cases, right with The Godfather and with yeah. uh, The Shining, it's like yeah. all right. <laughs> Yeah, we know you guys came up with the original idea for this, but uh, maybe maybe slow your roll on this. Yeah, where's yeah. Mario Puzo? Actually, Mario nice. Puzo was like, like I've never hear, heard him say anything bad. He was just like, yeah, more money for me. <laughs> well, he like, wrote uh, the screenplay right, with yeah. uh, Coppola. Yeah, fellow fellow so. Italian Americans. Who the fuck is it? Not Clive Barker. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, God damn it. I love the director. Halloween. What's his face? 
Carpenter. God, God damn it. Yeah, John You're Carpenter. clearly not a West <laughs> He <Carpenter>. loves it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, John Carpenter is like, oh, what do you think about this new uh, remake they're doing? Oh, I don't, you know, whatever. They can make a remix, but something wonderful happens. I just hold out my hand and then somebody drops a check. <laughs> <in it. laughs> then he does the music for it. Like, it's all he really cares yep. about these days. I heard that, that, like, he's put out some really good, like, synthwave music, so I gotta check I that mean, out. I don't know what, what great synthwave music would sound like, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Carpenter Brute. <laughs> Boom. Alright, uh, well, my number two, I have also not read this book, and along the lines of The Shiny and The Godfather, as far as good directors, this would be Jaws. Um, Peter based Benchley. off a book by Peter Benchley. Benchley. Um, once again, I think it was another number one bestseller, but it's totally—it's not totally different, but it's a lot different than the book and all that stuff. Or the movie, I love the movie; it's my favorite movie. So there it is. Let's get away. It would be my number one, except I did read number one, so I had to move <laughs> it up there. All right, Scott. Uh, number two is number the Princess two. Bride. Oh, there is an actual novel. Damn it! Um, yeah, it's uh, used for source material, and then, well, like with uh, Puzo, William Goldman uh, also, you know, helped write the script uh, for what we all know and love is, is the movie adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Damn, that's good. the the book is a, is a fun little read. Um, you know, read something to read with the kids. It's, it's not very long. Um, so yeah, it is feasible that like like the idea. grandpa could sit down and read it in the afternoon or. Whatever. I was gonna say, Alex and the boys get sick. You just yeah. read it to them. Yeah, after they get their second COVID shot, <laughs> that's all yeah. they're gonna do. It's hear me read uh, Princess Bride. And they'll be playing their video game. They'll be playing baseball. And, and we'll ball. say, Jesus, Hard Dad, why did you read yeah. this story to us? Wait, is this a kissing book? <laughs> all right. Uh, so what are we on? Uh, Alex, number two? Yeah. All right. My number two is... My gosh, I love this book so much ever since I read it because it's uh, uh, Neil Pratchett and... Uh, you mean Terry Pratchett? Yeah, Terry Pratchett and Gaiman. Neil something. Game, Gaiman? Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Thank you. I picked it up on a whim just because Neil Gaiman had his name attached to it and I love it so much. Good omens. The, the book is phenomenal. Uh, the Amazon series is a very faithful adaptation brought to life brilliantly by everybody involved. It was just fantastic. People, read the book. Watch the series. It's amazing. All right. Um, my number one is Lord of the Rings. Same. <laughs> and I did read this. I will say I... You guys were the ones that were telling when we were all working together when these came out, and you were telling about it. So I read The Hobbit first, mm-hmm. and I got about not even a third of the way through Fellowship. I was like, I just can't do it. <laughs> and then watched the movie, and I loved the movie. So then I went back and I finished it, and then I read the other two right away. So I read it while the show the movie was coming out, but I I loved it, and it's been once again it's been so long since I've read it that like. I think the movie's better. At the time, I remember being more concerned about stuff like everyone talks about with Tom Bombadil. Or <laughs> I, I I was pissed <laughs> <That> off. <laughs> I don't think. 
<laughs> I was pissed off that the elves, elves showed deep, up yeah, at Helm's yeah, Deep yeah, to yeah. help out. I'm gonna be really mad about that. Now I'm like, whatever, who cares? But yeah, it was that's great ad- adaptation. Love it. Yeah, there's some there's some really good just kind of shot for shot stuff that they they do in those movies. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember the very beginning when when uh, what's your face, uh, Kate, one of the Kates, <laughs> Kate Blanchett's doing the the prologue or whatever, and. Uh, she describes the the riddles in the dark scene basically, and you kind of see Gollum in the shadows, and the, like I, that was ha- what I read. I remember reading that, and I was like, "Holy crap!" They got inside my head. That I mean, someone said that it means it's good writing. That most people do the same thing, but I was just like, shot for shot, it was exactly how I thought of yeah. thought of it when I read. That's that was incredible. The Hobbit, not Lord of the Rings, but still. Anyway, so, so like that, like when you you first see Aragorn in the corner. Uh, See, I didn't even get that far when I read the book. And when Aragorn shows up in the movie is when I was like, oh, this guy's bad. I love this. And then I went back and... And also, I swear... Okay, true story. I had stopped playing EverQuest because I hated it. After Lord of the Rings came out, or Fellowship, I started. I read the book, and then I started playing a dual-wielding warrior character because I wanted to be like Aragorn. So you named your Specifically for that... Two A's, two R's, two A's, <laughs> two G's, <laughs> two O's, two R's, two N's. I know, but seriously, specifically for that one scene where they fight on Weathertop and he has like a sword and a flaming and a torch, right? torch, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. Which, ironically, I think I've learned from the doc- documentaries that that was his very first scene. Oh, yeah. Because they had recast right. and all that stuff. And he had to just show up and just. Fight a bunch of uh, whatever those the wraiths. It's like it's like who was the first guy at the cast? Dracula two thousand. No, it wasn't. I don't think it was that guy. I think no, he no, played no, some he, sort of he vampire was, he, before he, he got cast. The, he played the stat in the whatever the oh, sequel it, was to. Yeah, the Queen of the Dam. Yeah, Eric yeah, Stoltz. No, was, uh, Stuart. Yeah, they tore the Eric Stoltz. No, yeah, his name was uh, Stuart Townsend. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, he. Robert Townsend's. Yeah. I, I like to think of it as the uh, uh, that meme that I don't know. Maybe Alex has seen it where they they show George Lucas and he just basically says like, "Yeah, I just started filming," and then like <laughs> the idea that the, like, Ewan McGregor is a Jedi in real life is is kind of a joke. Um, yeah, it's like it's like that with Peter Jackson. Like, yeah, I just started filming. <laughs> this guy wandered in off the streets and started swinging a sword around, but. We needed we needed a body, so there we go. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, you guys did honorable mentions. I did not yeah, have so any. You, so you already mentioned Godfather and the Shinning. Uh, for me, Phantom Tollbooth. Uh, this is one of my like. I'm coming out of the, the Phantom Tollbooth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so remember this kid, or remember this kid? Remember this book vividly as a kid. And really, really liking it, um, and they they made a, a a animated, well, light like mixed. It starts off live action, then it turns into cartoon, and goes back into live action. Um, and it's it's very edutainable, edutainment, edutaining. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love this. Like, I, I totally recommend this to anybody with kids. Um, it, it, it the animation is 
Is it rotoscope? No, 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 no. It's, I don't want to say frizz feeling, but it might be like that style. Um, Mm. but yeah, just, just great. It's, it's like made in the sixties. Um, so it's got that, that, that whole look to it. Um, and like some of the music is, is also very, very sixties with like the weird, like Broadway choir. So I don't know how to describe it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's good stuff. Phantom Toe Booth. That's where I learned. That's where I learned the the term dodecahedron. Ah, mm-hmm. Edutainment. All right, I just thought of one that I I totally forgot. Was To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Would have oh, been. That's yeah. one of my favorite books we had to read in school, and I the movie was pretty damn good if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Coffee cough. Okay. Uh, well, before we get on to the news, uh, we're going to go over some... I forgot how I worded this last time. So we've gone back episodes where we did give ratings to our movies. We're rating them now so we can catch up. So in our 400th episode, we can kind of go over our ratings. Because our, our format has changed over the yeah. years. And initially, we yes. did not do this. Yeah. All right. So we are running long. So I'm going to try to get through this as quickly as possible here. Um so we ended last week with Lethal Weapon 2, if you guys remember. It's so now we're on to the fifth element. Fifth element. Uh, Jeff 7... Uh, God damn it, now I don't know the order of these numbers here. Alex 6, Scott 6. Oh, there was a... I want to say a Japanese opera singer that came as close as humanly possible to singing the Diva song. Was her, was, was her name... And she did it like live with a big orchestra. Was her name Sharon Apple? It was uh, not Sharon Apple. Uh, and she had more than two arms. I feel like she's no, fa- she's already failed. Ones. Like we're over three here, we're over two. Uh, All right, I gave it a seven. I talk about this rare sci-fi. I thought this was this is more action sci-fi, but whatever. So I, gave, I just gave it a six, huh? Mm-hmm. Like God, I, I remember yeah. loving the hell out of this the first time I saw it. Like, um, yeah, I, I still wonder, love this movie. Every time I, I watch wonder, it, I like wonder, it more. Like, and what more I was thinking that maybe give it a six instead of a seven. Maybe or maybe I've seen it. Too many times over the years, I'm able to spot a lot of the flaws, but but I don't know. No flaws. <laughs> no flaws. All right, next coming coming to America. Uh, Jeff five, Alex six, Scott okay. five. Um, that's pretty. I like this movie, but it's, I don't like it as much as some. Um, so Alex, you seem to like it a lot. The Sogo yeah. stuff kills me. That alone almost gives it a six for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking hilarious. All right, uh, UHF next. Jeff five, Alex and Scott yeah. six. Oh, I should have given it a yeah, seven. So that that, that humor's <laughs> like right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, I love Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System. Go to the librarian. See, I think my thing with UHF is if you talk about it, it's hilarious. When you sit down and watch it as a whole movie, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not, not a really good movie. A yeah. good yeah, movie. Oh yeah, yeah it is. It's a bunch of YouTube <laughs> clips put together to make a movie. It's <laughs> uh, UHF. Red Snapper. <laughs> All right, Super tr- Super Troopers, 566. Uh, sorry, sorry, Jeff 5, mm-hmm. Scott, now it's yeah. 6. Yeah. Um, not all-time comedy, like but close. Yeah, see, I like the Broken Liz. I like Beer Fest more than I like this, so that's why I gave it a 5 okay. instead of a 6. Still like it, just Fair. not as good as the other. Um, Rage of the Lost Ark, 7's yep. across the board. 
not much really to say there. It's Spielberg. Yeah, a softball as far as what's rating it. Yeah, Spielberg, Lucas, and Harrison Ford all at their best. Um, all right, Jurassic Park sevens across the board okay. again. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of already talked about that. It's not really added there. Uh, Blade Runner. Um, Jeff five. Uh, Alex six. Scott seven. Yep, all timer um, for me. But the perfect movie that's got four different versions of it. Huh? <laughs> The one I the one yeah. I own on Blu-ray, my 4K version is <laughs> is gorgeous. By the way, the, the they did a really good job doing the transfer, whatever you want to call it. But uh, yep, I stand by my seven. <laughs> All right, um, I get this movie a lot of crap. I still enjoy it. I just I've always said it's a little overrated. But whatever, I see how you guys like it, and other people do. Um, the Rock. <laughs> see, see, I may not give that a seven, but I give the Rock a seven. <laughs> Jeff gives a seven. <laughs> Alex six got five. Um, for what The Rock is, just a flat up action movie. I, I love it. I, yeah. I can't. It can't get any better than that. Like, I, it's just, like yeah, I think you get the the UHF thing end. where it's it's just funner to picture like Matt quoting the movie than than just to actually watch it. <laughs> nah. All right. <laughs> uh, Army of Darkness. Jeff six. Scott yes. and Alex seven. <laughs> Hell yeah. This is this is this this uh, is like yeah, the movie I mean, like I mean, maybe it's different for Alex, but this is like <laughs> definitely the movie of my twenties, at least my early twenties. Yeah. I think that's why I dropped I think it's why I dropped to a six because every party we went to ended up with us putting on <laughs> Army of Darkness and it got old. Uh, still great though. Uh Halloween, Jeff Seven, Scott and Alex Six. Um I mean, whatever. We all really loved it. I think it just, as far as a slasher goes, it's the best out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Alien. Interesting. We all gave it sixes. None of us gave it sevens. Whereas Aliens, we all gave sevens. Um, for me, it's a little slow. It's You know, it's the, the difference between the action pack, action nature of Aliens versus this. But it still started it all. It's still great. Atmospheric. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Man of Steel. Jeff 2. Alex four, Scott three. So this is one of the harshest ones we've done so far. Yeah, we're doing here. Um, we, yeah, I, yeah, just falls apart. Great, yeah. I love the start. Great freaking start You're to the not... movie. And then, it's... go ahead. Sorry. No, it's just I, I love the hard sci-fi, the the very alien look, the Krypton that it had, and everything, and then him coming to Earth and everything, learning about his powers, and then. <laughs> Uh, uh, Robert Obloxley. <laughs> Robin Obloxley is like, yeah, don't, no, don't save me, son. It's like, what? Yeah. Now, yeah, maybe you should let a, that bus full of children die. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was gonna say to give this two because, like, it didn't make me angry, but now that I think about it. <laughs> Between that and, like, yeah. them leveling the city and, and Superman snapping a dude's neck at the end. Like, yeah. Uh, that I didn't hate, but see, Alex, you said nothing but hate. You still gave it a four, though. So I yeah, just, uh... because it's eh, it's. And it even has Amy yeah. Adams in it. And I couldn't give it a four. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the cast yeah. is good. Minus yeah. Henry Cavill's great as Superman. Yeah. Michael Shannon is serviceable. Yeah, like you can't top what yeah. Terrence Stamp was doing with the original Zod, but still, he's still good. Oof, I know. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, next was the Star Wars Thrawn trilogy. So I think it's the only time we've done a book series on here, like a book only. Oh, yeah. Um, I, of course, gave it a seven. It's, you know, speaking of, I didn't read many books, but I've read those books several times. Uh, Alex gave it a six. Scott gave it a four. For that that Scott four is like based on me getting, our... like, halfway through one of the books. Like, I didn't hate it, but, like, there you go. I'm like, I don't need any more of this. Uh, this is your Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> this is where he, like, Luke walked into a bar with <laughs> with Admiral Thrawn, yeah. and he's like, nah. Um, all right, Rocky Four sticks <laughs> across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars: A New Hope. Uh, Alex and Jeff a seven. Scott a six. I don't mm-hmm. know what that's all about. I'm just as I've said a million <laughs> times in this podcast, so I'm just not that same level of uh, fan that you guys are. All right, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Six is across the board. <laughs> just the same uh, as Star Wars. Exactly. <laughs> Hot Tub Time Machine, Jeff 4, Alex, and Scott 5s. I really would have thought Scott or Alex would have had this higher. I feel like you talk about this movie a lot. and but I, no? used to, I should rewatch it, but yeah, the movie's just... <laughs> it's good. All these all these people are re- irredeemable assholes, and I love watching them scamper around. All right, just a couple more here. Uh, Die Hard, Die. Jeff 7, Alex 6, Scott 7. This, your six surprises me, Alex, but... I love Die Hard, and I'm just... I can't put it up there with, like, Total Recall and Commando. Okay. I'm trying to find another seven you have on here. All right, fair enough. All right. <laughs> I'm looking... Your other sevens are Aliens, Conan, Conan, Predator. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Falls in line there. Um. All right. Scrooged. Jeff, four. You guys, yeah. six. I love Scrooge. Underrated. I need to give this another shot for real. Every time I try to watch it, I don't follow through. I just it's kind of boring to me, but I'll give it a shot because I love Bill Murray. I want to love this movie. I just don't. He goes. He goes full Murray. In the All right, movie. and then the... late. I can't work late. And <laughs> um, Bobcat Goldway too. Yeah, and actually, that's it. We'll save the other ones for this. So... All right, there we go. Yeah, Scrooge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, and with that, it's time for Alex. No sports. I'm Alex. And I like sports. So, uh, uh, a bit of a a bit of a serious sports question here. I know it's every every week we do a serious sports question, but it's extra serious. Uh, Pete Carroll Mm -hmm. is accusing the referees as being a huge part of their loss against Green Bay. So, how often is it like uh, referees are human, of course, but? Have they shown? Have they ever shown like a clear bias towards one team before? Like, has there been like, oh, Jeebus H, you know, the refs are clearly like, well, like as, proven as Angel fans. <laughs> uh, Jeff and I could could tell you some things about uh, the 2005 divisional series with the White Sox. Is that is that Doug Eddings or no? Yes. I forgot who it was. Um, God dang it. Bias, probably not. Just like incompetence. Incompetence? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there, okay. there are, there, like, it's happened in basketball anyways, where, like, a ref got in trouble because he was basically shaving points. Um, but you, I think you can get, you Ooh, can get away me. with that in basketball. Like, you couldn't, if you're doing that shit in football or, or baseball, like, you, you wouldn't last. 
So, but yeah, I I personally don't know of been proven and not being like gambling specific. Like the one I was thinking about was what Alec or just Scott mentioned about basketball, but that was gambling. It wasn't like they wanted one team to win. They were just right. right they had you yeah. know. Yeah, there, there, there's. Um, Pete Carroll's an idiot, <laughs> so don't worry about it, Alex. There, oh, okay. He just loves chewing yeah, his gum. There, there's, yeah, it's it's a weird like human moment for for these these refs and umps and everything, uh, where they get hyper focused on the moment, just like the players do, and maybe they they cause shit that they maybe shouldn't or or miss stuff that they shouldn't. So, sure. They're they're all human. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I have no problem with the referee blowing a call. They do it. They're exactly like, guy will get mad when the ref blows a call. And the next play, he drops a pass. Like, well, yeah, that, that's thing. that's that's always the thing is, is the uh, the recency bias, where it's like, yeah, maybe the the ump blows a call in the ninth inning, but you had another eight innings to like score an extra run or whatever it was. So, yeah, like if we're talking about baseball. So you're saying it well, wasn't that happened, that but that, that but they dude. were tied at that point, <laughs> and that was so fucking egregious. <laughs> All right, before we start getting too upset, it's time for an EM news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now I'm angry. Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing <laughs> this in a protest. <laughs> uh, we're running late. Josh Paul should have just tagged him though, Scott. <laughs> He did. He wouldn't have to because he never. <laughs> the ball never touched the ground. I know. I know. All right, go ahead. News. Tugetti's is still in the goddamn league, by the way. Like he's still <laughs> like, butchering calls. Like something happened this year where it was just like clearly, like you think they would review these guys, but I guess I don't. I don't know. Like nobody. Baseball. Like the guy. Maybe like the guys that replaced him are even worse. So they're like, well, we're stuck with Doug Eddings. Um and and. Yeah, and by the way, AJ Persinski, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> oh, <no>. please. <laughs> Is that some guy in high school? Yeah, we got <laughs> yeah, was a guy in the White Sox. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so uh, we can call out high school yeah, people I'll, too if we want. Gotta be here all day. Uh, the uh, we're all healthy, well-adjusted adults. <laughs> um, <laughs> we certainly so, are. Uh, we're running long here, so uh, just just one bit of news from me um, about uh, Vigi Games is the the Steam Deck has officially delayed uh, for the release of it. It was supposed to start releasing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. toward the end of this December, uh, but that's getting pushed back a couple months. So sometime in February, um, while mildly disappointed i'm not surprised (laughs) um they're saying that it's all part of the supply chain problem with the the chip shortage um that that seems to be afflicting just about everything to do with computers and cars i mean well it's all the same thing because all cars have computers now um yep so not Not do yeah yeah maybe for this very problem the steam decks wouldn't be delayed there uh, and just a little refresher. So the Steam Deck is the the portable um, system that basically, in theory, can play everything on the Steam library. It won't actually, because uh, the the game, every <laughs> individual game or app, I suppose, on on Steam uh, has to be able to run on a Linux um, system. 
And not all games do. It's like Jurassic Park. There you go. Yeah. It's yeah. Linux GUI. Uh, so you're still you're still yeah. getting like a good chunk of games if you already have a like if you're like me and you have like a a huge library of games you've never even played. Um, you know, maybe again this would be mm-hmm. the chance to, to dig into some of them. Uh, but at any rate, uh, yes, delayed and not surprised. And I and I hope uh, more and more games or at least developers or publishers um, do what they can. Like I, I don't expect like every game to work because it's just probably not worth it to like if you're done with a like code. Are you going to dig into a code to, to do something for this extra platform that, as far as you know, is not going to, like, get you anything out of it? Like, I don't blame people for not doing that. Uh, but that said, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully some of my, my favorite games will, will get the, that treatment uh, just because maybe they do see some upside there. Um, but, yeah, that's that's yeah. all I really wanted to, to talk about. Uh, Alex, anything you want to go over? Yeah, real quick. uh picked up uh, i was actually gifted back for blood the the spiritual sequel to uh, the left for dead series they drew back for blood they made some yeah uh they they made uh, the card system that they have for different abilities and stuff is really cool the the purchasing system in between like levels and everything the whole story is uh, the missions are really fun they're a lot of fun so i I recommend it i I did a bit of beta I didn't quite understand the cards. Uh, maybe they weren't like fully implemented that, but uh, yeah, I agree. It was it was fun. It was basically Left for Dead. It, it is it's one hundred percent Left for Dead with some extra features. <laughs> uh, but it's still yeah. still a, a fun awesome. concept. Um, yep. Who doesn't like fighting off zombie hordes? But yeah, you know? I recommend. And I think it's I, I want to say it's cross platform, so we could all play it. Give it a whirl. Let's do it. All right. Anything else? Nope, right, Jeff, it. anything you wanted to go over? Yeah. Um, well, Kathleen Kennedy in Star Wars got rid of another filmmaker. Oh, Taika Waititi? No, Patty oh. Jenkins. What? Oh, really? So that project, for she was making that Rogue Squadron movie. I don't know if you guys remember. It was about, oh, supposed to be about X-Wing pilots or whatever. Um, yeah, they, the movie has been postponed indefinitely over creative differences. Eh. Um, I don't think... I don't know if it's, she's officially left the project, but it sounds like that's what's going on. Like mm-hmm. she, she wants to go back and work on Wonder Woman three and other stuff. And so yeah, they were saying like um, everything's been put on hold. The the Ryan Johnson stuff that he was doing has been put on hold, which maybe that's a good thing, <laughs> but maybe not. I mean, as much as I know, didn't like that movie. He had fantastic. a voice at least. Yeah. But, so anyway, I don't know what the hell they're doing over there at Star Lucasfilm. Um, so that sucks. I just found out that Sylvester Stallone has released the ultimate director's cut of Rocky IV, and he's called it Rocky vs. Drago. Mm. <laughs> and, he released the porno that he was in. Is, <laughs> and basically, it's a, re, it's a re-edit. He says he's learned so much since he's directed that. He's not as... He said, back in the 80s, I was so worried about my image, I would not have my character do something that I thought I, Sly, wouldn't do. So he tried to more, make it more humanizing and all this stuff. I don't know. It came out as a Fathom event, and then it's been released on demand, I think, a couple days ago. Is so, is there yeah. a, a director's commentary for that, like, at some point? Did did Sly do one? That I... 
for that one, I don't know. I know Rocky, Rocky one, he definitely did. For that one, I don't know. You know how like some DVDs had like all that stuff, yeah, and others was just like there's barely the even movie a movie and the yeah. closed captioning, yeah, yeah. the trailer or something. Yeah, like the Punisher. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know about for Rocky Four, but there's a he released a documentary about him making this movie, this this re edit, and then the the movie itself is out. I don't know if he's making it the whole. F- fun of rocky four is that it's just a it just big yeah, montage just, music just video and stuff, so. yeah. <laughs> wet dream so, i don't know if i'll watch that and then <laughs> the last thing we'll uh bring it up steam deck and steam and dune i was looking on steam today to see if i could find <laughs> dune 2 on there and that game is i guess way too old or whatever it doesn't exist on there and not even like they had a dune 2000 right. that came out mm-hmm. That wasn't on there either. <laughs> so I started looking at other RTSs, and then the only thing that came up was Red Alert 3. Okay. Do you guys remember this this game? Because I watched the trailer, and it's all cutscenes. It's like life, life like it was with like uh, Kari Wur. Yeah. Uh, I think no, Kari the Wur. Na- the big name was uh, Dr. Frankenfurter. What's yeah, Tim Curry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Kari Wur. At some point, um, I want to say. What's her name? Uh, Jenny McCarthy. Well, so that's what we get. It's those guys. Who's the guy who played the um, the Sparrow in Game of Thrones? <laughs> um, you know what I'm talking about. He was like the dad in Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh come on, uh, British fancy actor. Skarsgård. No. No. The Sparrow. Oh, from Game oh of Thrones. Jonathan Scott. Price. Okay. Yeah, no, he would totally yes. slump Jonathan that. Yes, Price. Yes. The price <laughs> is wrong, bitch. And there was like two or three other like movie spooby people, and it's just other also just a bunch of just like hot girls with <laughs> tank low tops. Cut. Like yeah. you're the <laughs> camera yeah, tank tops. You're the Russian guy. So there's a girl with wearing red and her cleavage is showing. That's the American side, and this is the Japanese side. It's like, what am I watching here? It was. Go take a look at the Red Red Alert Three trailer, and you'll see some fine see acting and titillating uh, performances. Mm-hmm. So, Command and Conquer th- Red Alert Boom, Three that, that's was it. in two thousand and eight. That can't be right. Five or six, I think Jesus. it said. So, I don't know. Gemma Atkinson. I don't know who that is. Gina Carano, before she had to go back to her home planet. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jenny McCarthy, Kelly Who, uh, she's super hot. Who? Um, Ivana Milosevic, uh, Jonathan Price, Peter Stormare. I hope he was doing a, a Western accent. Who's J.K. That? Simmons, Jesus Christ. Yeah, J.K. Uh, Simmons. George wow. Decay. Oh my. Randy Couture. Uh, it's not Couture. Yeah, George. Okay. So anyway, wow, this, this go go go, go, go watch the trailer. So <laughs> Real quick, I'm looking at the Internet Archive, and uh, they have a few Dune games, but not Dune Two. They have Dune Legacy, Dune Four, and Dune Dynasty hmm. in their classic PC games section. It's I mean, not, Dune Two was DOS. So I don't know if how many DOS games have been ported over to these things. Uh, a lot. <laughs> really? <laughs> gonna, okay. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that one's not in there. Damn. 
That might be, yeah, something worth looking for. El Dorado, aka Dune 2. Anyway, that's all I got. So unless you guys have anything. Nope. Let's wrap it up. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you later. Yeah, yeah we'll talk later. Spice yes. Life. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.